Can you hear a dog? Can you hear a dog barking? Wait there, till he stops. That's about to start a dog barking. There's the intro. <laughs> There's the intro. Dog's barking. That barked all day, so we just start a podcast. Off he goes. Kids will be uh, running right in a second. Hang on. One second, I'll tell Sarah to bring him in. <laughs> Everyone, welcome to Inbound After Hours. How's everyone doing? Working from home? You okay? All good. All good. How about you? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Thanks. Uh, put a shirt on today. So uh, we we interviewed a guy today, actually, a designer, and um, he admitted his first interview he's ever been wearing in shorts. That's how he kicked his interview off. So uh, yeah, at least he was honest. <laughs> I'm impressed that you put a shirt on for a virtual interview, Mark. That's uh, <laughs> dedication, mate. <laughs> Is dedication. So first impressions. Yeah. So um, yeah, loads of stuffs going on in the world since the uh, last time we did did a podcast. So uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Um, let's start off with um, marketing. I mean, what what's what's going down in the world of marketing right now? What are we doing differently? Obviously, with this pan- pandemic, our entire teams at home. Uh, what are we doing different? Well, yeah, like you say, a bit of a different place from a month ago, isn't it? Like we were just starting to take it seriously as a country a year ago weren't we and here we are four weeks later fully in lockdown we've been here three weeks so I imagine quite a lot's changed um for us all um from our marketing perspective um yeah, we've had to adapt and change as much as anybody um we saw our own traffic start to drop a little bit a few weeks ago um i think i shared it with the team but I think we initially saw a 16% drop for those first couple of weeks of lockdown when people starting to um, take it all seriously and put some more restrictions in place. And then it dropped 31% when the government kind of started enforcing lockdowns. People were trying to get themselves a screen and if they're like me, using a dressing table for a desk and getting used to all that sort of stuff. So took a pretty big drop. And then to be fair, it's, kind of gone back to normal for our site really it's getting back up there these last seven days um but we've had to work hard to do that um we've run five webinars done a lot of different sort of marketing to what we usually would have a lot of video a lot of talking to people a lot of email um so it's been quite quite a reactive time and a busy time from a marketing perspective but Hopefully that's paying off for us a little bit because we're kind of getting through it with okay traffic, okay leads, still getting some sales inquiries. So there's a bit of a summary for you. How, how have you guys doing? What are you? How's your jobs and lives changed in the last few weeks? I don't think I've ever priced as many websites um, as in the past few weeks. I think that's noticeably been a trend i've seen um since since lockdown like i think we went out for your birthday didn't we just as just as like the delay phase was kicking in and it hadn't really hit home i don't think how how serious and how how much it was going to spread and everything and what an impact it had have and then literally a few days later yeah it was strange times packing down the office and everyone taking screens home since then i think um a lot a lot of clients I've spoken to have, 
you know they're not able to go to events they're not they're not able to host their training sessions at their office so um we're helping helping them do webinars now we've we, we've started doing it we're gonna clients have been asking about how we can roll that out but also i think people are taking some time to finally look at their website or uh, like we had one that has then the marketing guys knew they wanted to do it couldn't get any sign off but they've actually had a bit of whether it's come from travel budget or training budget something re repositioned into their website so and i think that's happening more and more i think i think people have taken the time to actually work on what they can which is digital and website isn't it so good news for for my team <laughs> i suppose if you every cloud has, has a tiny silver line um but it's just i think what i noticed speaking to luke, luke summerfield from hubspot is just there's been a market shift of everything in perspective all of a sudden um anyone who's in any any form of business at the minute will have seen their clients or their suppliers struggling to get materials or pay invoices or furloughing staff it's quite it's quite mad times and i think it's been a great leveler for I remember having one invoice a client query and an invoice but they just said state of where things are i'm just going to pay it let's sort it out later um which i think is a great great attitude to have I agree with you, Paul. I think everything we see on the news and everything we're reading, it's all negative, but there's so so many positives for, for us as a business and clients. I mean, you both mentioned webinars. Then how long has that been on our to-do list, our wish list of creating a solid process for webinars? We never get around to it. We've done that in a week. We've, we've built six, put a full process in our business and we're rolling that out and selling it to clients. It's, things like this make you pivot and move and you mentioned videos then, Paul. We had a lot of on-site shoots, and now we've gone more motion graphics. So we're looking to have some great animators and designers in-house, and our motion graphics portfolio has really stepped up because we're pivoting to, you know, to doing a lot more of that work. So there's been some real benefits for us as well. And, yeah, I think we've got to talk about a lot of the positive stuff. And the positive for me is, um, I don't know, I've sort of been remote from some of our clients who I don't normally speak to as much, speaking to them about new things, speaking to some of our wider team who I don't work with that much normally, like setting up random Zoom calls just to chat and having such a big thing that's a common ground and such a, a leveler has been, I've actually um, got to know more about people in this past few weeks than I think I did in the last quarter in the office. I think, um, I think that's been nice as well. That was one of the positives. Right, I never thought about that. It has brought us closer as a, as a business and culture, really, because we're checking in on people. I'm per, I know you guys, I'm trying to ring two people every day I don't really speak to. And yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Even though we're in a virtual world, we, it's brought us to, closer together as a business. So definitely positive there, Paul. I never thought of it that way. I do miss everyone, though. Yeah. Can't wait to get back in the office. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's go on to our clients and what's what are they doing differently now so we've explained some things we're doing different how have they shifted their marketing game have they accelerated or are they slowing down depends where they are as a company i guess and what industry they're in and all of those sort of subtleties were i guess quite fortunate as an agency that were not industry or vertical specific so we kind of see it from all angles we've got 
obviously some companies are hurting right now and they're looking at um, slowing down and cutting costs and all the sort of sensible things that businesses that are struggling do. So there's obviously a small percentage that we're having some of those conversations with and like we tell anyone with their own marketing, we're trying to be empathetic and find good ways for them forward and offering any help that we can offer them. Um, and then you've got some people that are probably in decent industries right now who are spending a bit more. And we've had more than one client in increase their retainer and stuff during this time. Um, and as Paul says, a lot of them are finding time to do stuff perhaps you hadn't found to do, like redesigning that website or from a new business perspective, a lot of people are thinking about buying and setting up HubSpot now because they've got a couple of months where we'll have good access to them. We can do what we need to do. It's, they've got a bit more headspace than they would have in the office. So it's a real mixed bag. Um, I think the general trend for the ones that are maybe in the middle, so you're not you're not benefiting from the situation and you're not suffering from the situation. Um, I think there's definitely been a bit of a trend from a tactics perspective towards content and SEO and the long-term stuff that you'll want on the other side of this. So what do we want to rank for after this is finished? Uh, what's the content we can produce now to either educate buyers on the new questions they have about our services uh, so like we work with the university and we've got to help them with content like what does this mean for my degree like how can i still apply this year all this sort of in the moment content as well um and then the, the sort of stuff that's slowing down a bit on average i'd say it's like social and email stuff where if you really haven't got something important to say it's probably best not saying too much um not saying that the stopping or anything it's just You've got to re-audit what you were planning to send out. And if it's a bit mediocre or a bit of a day-to-day -day message, maybe now is not the time to send it. You can save it for another day. And I know a lot of companies have done that with, we're going to talk about HubSpot CMS in a minute, aren't we? But it's interesting to see how all companies are changing what they had planned to do based on what's happening. Last, I think last time we podcasted, we mentioned how many emails and messages were out there saying the guide to working from home in x industry y industry they've all stopped i think everyone's realized haven't they like now's not the time yeah i think then if the it was like the week after that we got the here's our response to coronavirus emails like it was like the gdpr days wasn't it where there's was just a day where you got 50 from companies that you bought a flower pot from 25 years ago, like he's out there doing about GDP, he's what we're doing about coronavirus. Like every man and the dog sent that email with a link to the World Health Organization site because, because really they had nothing else to, to say. It was just a reason to email people. So I think everyone's been through that phase now, the working from home, the here's our response, and we're kind of just finding what we're going to, we're in that marketing phase of this is what we're going to do for the next few months while until things get back to normal. So it's definitely weird and people are still figuring it out. But like you say, crisis is a really good catalyst for change. And you guys have spoke about some of that already and clients are doing the same. They're changing, they're adapting. It's mm. not a boring time from a marketer's perspective for sure. 
No, I agree, Ricky. I, th I think the biggest shift we've seen is video, obviously. Everyone's Zoom calling, but especially internally as well, we, we've got a video first mentality, but it's still secondary. But I think now we see so many more of our team creating videos, um, talking through proposals and talking through reporting, and they've definitely stepped up. It's becoming second nature now, video. So, uh, yeah. It's especially on the training front as well we're building a lot of video training now now we've got the time so it's so so many positives like you say it's, it takes something like this to, to pivot and move and hopefully we'll all come up the other end which we'll talk about in a minute so well let's go into it now what, what do you think the future holds and i know there's a there's an update tonight from the government you know is this going to carry on for another three weeks or not i guess we'll find out shortly but what do you guys think the future will hold and will we go back to normal when it's over Habits die hard, don't they? Like this is it's not it's not a couple of days, it's realistically a couple of months of minimum of complete change and habits habits stay. We'll find ways of working and brands and technologies that we'll stay loyal to because we found them during this time. Like like you said, video, if you weren't using video for sales and marketing before this. I mean, if you're trying to get through this without using video for your sales and marketing, like I was going to say fair play to you, but it's probably the wrong word. It, this, this makes it so much easier. Um, and if you don't retain that and carry it on, um, I think I said to someone the other day, I, I averaged like four or five Zoom calls a week before this. I think my average, I had a look, I was between 45 and 50 over the last two weeks. I don't think it'll stay at that level, but it certainly won't go back to four or five a week. I'll, I'll retain some of those habits that I've found during that time. So I think everyone's lives will be slightly different. Everyone keeps using the word the new normal, don't they? But it's we'll have picked up these habits and things that will continue afterwards. And I think some of the things you've mentioned, like video and webinars and those sorts of things will have a resurgence and stick around after the fact. What do you think, Paul? What do you think the future holds? Uh, a friend asked me this who's in um, clothing industry, and we were just chatting. So he's he's got only an online store. So um, sort of in these he's sort of two two man bands. So all the stocks at home and don't have to worry about where our staff like getting poorly or anything like that. So. Luckily, thankfully, he's been all right business-wise. But um, we were talking about like the likes of some big names um, who don't have any online presence. I think from a, it might accelerate the, you know, like we saw BHS go the other year, and there's a few. There's a few. I don't know whether to name them or not, but someone like Debenhams or someone who you don't think are going online to, who are a. Uh, a visit the store place. I think it's going to be an interesting world for retail um, and how, how they're going to pivot and, and grow out of this or, or who, who we might lose. I think it's, I think with some mm. big, big companies really affected, which is just interesting to watch as an outsider and as a consumer. And then the other one I think is what I'm noticing is there's been a, like most companies, I reckon probably amongst the team, lots of talk about working from home and remote working. And I know as a leadership team, we've always been firm, like quite firmly with, you know, we're a collaborative team and we work best in, in together. 
Um, and I've had days, like Ricky alluded to, where I'm just constantly on Zoom calls. That What would be a two-minute chat in the office is 20 minutes of disruption when you're trying to set up a Zoom, see if someone's free on Slack, quickly go through it, but you got you want to go through all the hellos and see how they are and see how the family is and everything. And before you get back on the task, it's 20, 25 minutes. Um, but then at the other end of the scale, like some of the writers, who it's it's bliss. Just boom, they're getting through so much work. So um, there's, like you said, habits setting in. I think we might see some people come back to the office and get really back more productive where they were. And then some people will have to adjust back to um, working in a team environment again and then get back to normal. So it's all, there's lots of little intricacies, isn't there, that, that I've only just really thought about then, to be honest. Mm, it does get you thinking, doesn't it? When, you know, our second biggest cost in our business is rental on our amazing office. Um, how many companies out there will realize that they can service and run the business from home and makes you wonder how many are going to downsize and remove that cost. There's a, big, there's a big thing like not company level, I mean more like global level of how how we can as a as a nation does it does it last everybody going to the office five days a week? I think I think all this big thing is gonna bring forward the shared desks and not always having all the team in, some being remote and all that's like what civil service do for example they have 130 percent capacity in their office but everyone works from home one day a week i think at a society level that's going to be accelerated i don't think it probably works for creative industries like us but for people who can work in isolation why would why would you need an office like you say mark if, if you had a team of people who don't rely on each other and brainstorms and can work on their own why would you why would you have a, a hundred people in an office if you only need 30 there that's a big cost mm. save, isn't it yeah i know we're going on a tangent but i quite like this conversation but there's, there's, the, the, yeah, there's, there's the hiring aspect as well is you know it's finding good people uh, they don't have to live in a 50 mile radius now there's a possibility of hiring people overseas or the other end of the country so yeah it's, it's definitely going to open that recruitment gap that's another, another thing to consider. I know it's, in, it's probably another topic entirely, but trying to recruit people over Zoom, I've found hard. Hmm. Uh, just get a true sense of someone's character. It takes a lot longer. There's no... That first five seconds or so, isn't it, when you first meet someone? I'd, I'd love to know what the stat is when it's through Zoom. Um, yeah, that, that's been interesting. It's like buying a house on Rightmove, isn't it? You know, you look at the pictures and it's amazing. You turn up at the front door and you've realised you've took it from that angle where you can't see <laughs> down pub next door. Um, it is. It's it's a different like like when you walk in the house door, you know you know, don't you? Like we've all bought houses, you know when it's the right one. When someone walks in interview, you know if they're right. But so much harder to do that digitally. Like I, I agree, we've done a few interviews while we've been remote, and it's found it so much harder. Um, and all that, that's the same with a lot of things, isn't it? Like you lose jumping up and writing something on a whiteboard, like whatever it is, that tactile benefit you get. Um, I'm really missing that. Just like everyone, can we just, just gather around Raz's screen? Just, just, and it takes 10 minutes to set that up. 
<laughs> and like you're just losing so much time. But um, anyway, we, we're probably going too far into that. <laughs> you had me laughing then, Ricky. I just uh, all the Airbnb we've stayed in for business, and they look great on there. And then when you get there, they're absolutely horrendous, aren't they? You just have me envisioning all the, uh, the flashbacks from the places we've stayed. <laughs> you realise when you go back and look at it, though, that. It- the pictures were all just close-ups of a flower pot on laminate floor and things like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, it looks quite swish and tidy there, doesn't it? And then when you turn up, you pan out and you're like, yeah, it's all in one room, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the experiences that they've launched. Yeah, yeah I've seen it, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. Yeah, I've seen it. It'd be 15, an example, I looked at that, Paul, uh, £15 to join a, a magician online course to reveal the secret. <laughs> So there are all sorts of crazy stuff. So at least they're thinking outside the box and they're trying to create more revenue, aren't they? I suppose that their revenue stops. So they're, they're trying to do something different. And yeah, def- definitely a star for effort. Um, oh, they did, none of them and me take the plunge, though. I'm not going to lie. No, it's probably not the right time to splash out money on stuff like <laughs> that either, is it? But, I mean, on, on that theme, business, business is pivoting big time, like, the innovate, I've been wowed at innovation at like a really micro business level. So we had our Lord's birthday in isolation. Um, and there's people you can call on Zoom to do a virtual birthday party with. Like this is like a new thing. They'd launched it in days. I saw loads of people sharing them on Facebook. I click on it and you like pay 100 quid for an hour and he just comes on Zoom. I mean, our kids are never going to sit and watch that. So we didn't do it. But um, just people are trying like crazy to make whatever they did beforehand virtual. Um, we've, we've obviously seen it with cafes and restaurants and everyone doing it. Like I went to get shopping today from Asda and I just literally drove past and the guy chucked five bags in my boot and I drove off. Like I want to shop like that forever. I never want to walk in a supermarket again. Um, all of these things are great and loads of, loads of these things are going to stick around. Like, why wouldn't a restaurant keep offering pickup services if they've done it for two months? Like, it just it just makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah. None of, none of, none of the Airbnb stuff I saw um, made me take the plunge, but I think that's definitely got legs as a as a thing, as a concept. I think if they get really good experience on the ones I seen, there weren't many. There were about twenty odd on there, and one with this um, slightly overweight lady excuse me if you're listening and it was like 20 pound an hour to do a circuit or something like that and i just think couldn't you just go and watch joe wicks for free on youtube i don't know <laughs> i think they just need better quality uh, experiences don't they to uh, to make that work he's another good example though isn't he uh, joe wicks has just yeah. come on stuck a free workout on at nine o'clock every morning and <sighs> million exploded but yeah why not keep that going like i'm sure i'm sure somebody will even if he doesn't someone will keep yeah. Can you see the, um, the, like, calling him the new Mr. Motivator? Because he used to do it at the same time, didn't he? Yeah, that was class, that, to be fair. He's like. great, Joe Wicks. He's authentic, isn't he? That's the main thing. And uh, what, what another thing I've noticed before we get onto the HubSpot um, CMS hub is um, I've never spoke to my family so much. <laughs> We're doing this weekly quiz with my wife's family and a weekly quiz with my family, my sisters and brothers and every, everyone's on them. I've never spoke to them so much. So that's, that's another positive as well. <laughs> it's another habit that'll stay. Like we've done the same. We've done family quizzes and it's like, God, I'm, I'm being up to the Northeast to see some of my family for months. Why didn't I do this before? And like just 
we did one literally two nights ago, it was half an hour, just say hello to everyone, these few questions, had a laugh, like crack on me at night. But people will keep doing stuff like that, won't they, long after after this, for sure. Tell you what, I don't know if uh, Facebook saw it coming, but I bet the sales of that camera thing that they launched has gone through the roof. A portal, is it? Like, yeah, oh, for sure. I know everyone's been, like my dad's been buying new cameras and stuff like for, for doing these sorts of things. Like the money must have been spent on tech and you're talking about businesses pivoting earlier. Like I think we're in an industry where you can pick up and run quite easily, but I've been fascinated by all these traditional businesses. They didn't even have laptops. Like they're running desktops and suddenly they're like, now everyone's got a laptop. Like the, the amount that must have been spent on electric electronics over this last few months never been. thought of that the amount of it clients we've had as well who yeah. and we've been pushing get on the cloud get on the cloud yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah how, how easy of a sell is that now because all you've got a it's your continuity plan and everyone knows what that means now it's not just a statement of this document that sits on your drive in case you ever have to do anything people remember that they didn't have a continuity plan when you needed one and they won't make that mistake again yeah, I mean, uh, we've seen some of the stats of some of these businesses are exploding, Zoom being one of them. And uh, Ricky, we both seen the the chart on LinkedIn. I think you mentioned it in your webinar. So um, I think second place is bread making machines, 600% increase. <laughs> Unbelievable, isn't it? Bread making machines. I think uh, fitness equipment was fourth, 600% uh, increase. It's just some, some businesses have really exploded. I'm making bread three times a week. I'm like a part-time baker. It's one of those things you need in your house all the time, but I'm not I'm not going to the shop obviously often, so sat baking bread three times a week. No wonder bread makers are going through the roof, and it's the one thing you can never buy in supermarkets now. It's like active yeast and shit like that. That was piled up absolutely to the rafters. That was on the shelves ten years before this. Now you can't get a bag of it anywhere. It's a nightmare. Um, but again, I've enjoyed it, and it's. I'll keep making it. It's it's good, like, and it's better, and the kids do it, and all this sort of stuff. So. So it's another it's another way we've adapted, isn't it? Um, you don't live far from me. You're going to have to batch me some up and I'll nip around. I'm actually thinking when I seen them stats, who the hell makes bread? But uh, I guess I'm wrong. It's, it's just me and me. I thought it was everyone. It's just like uh, baking loaves all day. Uh, shall, we, um, shall we talk shop then and get, and get onto proper stuff? Uh, at HubSpot. Um, CMS Hub's just been launched, and it's the fourth, the fourth hub, as you call it. So we've got the marketing, sales, and service, and now they've they've launched the uh, the CMS Hub as an individual standalone. So uh, yeah, it's been I don't say a lot of publicity. It's, it's a weird time for them to launch something as big as this. Um, the, I'm not sure when what sync we're in for these going out, but we just recorded with Luke, uh, who was the go-to-market lead. Um, and I remember when he came over to our office a couple of months ago and they were talking about how it's the biggest launch they've ever done. They had a marketing blackout, um, loads of run-up for all the partners to talk about it and build the content um, in advance and all this massive, massive, massive push for it. And they've just not, because it's just not the right time to shout about a shiny new product. Um, so it's all... It's all under the radar. It's out there. It's amazing as everyone thought it was going to be, in, in my opinion. It's got all these all this work gone into it, however many hundreds of thousands of hours, um, and no, no fanfare until 
the dust settles, which um, it must be a weird feeling to have <laughs> to have literally have all all the marketing planned and assets created and yeah, such an odd one. And you don't you don't get that second bite really. I know. I know they're planning to do the big launch whenever, whenever. But you want it out. It doesn't. You can't really, can you? So I do. I do. I do feel for them all the time and effort building a product and getting your biggest, like you say, marketing budget ever to launch something with. And then you were planning to launch it that week. Everyone went into lockdown, and let's see. I'm sure they'll do it. I mean, their money's an in inbound, isn't it? They'll they'll get the visitors. I'm not overly worried about for them, but. I'm all feel sorry for them that as a market they don't get that satisfaction of seeing their campaigns go live and the immediate buzz you get from it and and all that sort of stuff. I mean, respect to them though, their their value is lead with empathy. They've certainly done that. It'd been quite easy to shout about this, and they have definitely led with empathy. So I, th- I think it'll do them in good stead. That I think people will recognise that. So yeah, I mean, let's talk about some of the some of the positioning then uh ricky i know you've done a recent webinar on this if you want to go in a bit deeper about where to position this new cms hub compared to yeah. likes of magento and adobe and it's, it's a really fascinating one isn't it like luke um summerfield came over to our office um in the feb so obviously we had our luckily we had our um event in february before all this happened and luke was one of the speakers and he came to talk to us about it. And it's an, I think it was even the last podcast or the one before we talked a lot about positioning with the enterprise marketing hub, how they're positioning themselves against Marketo and very, it felt more deliberate than ever before. And I think it's the same with the same with the CMS. It's, it's a very deliberate play. He had a lot of good slides on here's the products in the market and, and he's completely right. You've got products in the market that are either free or inexpensive, like WordPress and Drupal and all of these sorts of popular CMSs, open sourced ones, or even the cloud-based ones like Squarespace and Wix. And they're all, I don't know, 50, pound a month. Obviously they can massively scale up from that, but, and then you've got, Sidecore and Adobe, like what you're talking, ten grand a month. Like that's the jump right now, isn't it? And there's unless you're in e-commerce, there's not there's not a lot in between. And I think they've just thought, right, we need for people who have lead generation websites, who aren't into true enterprises who can spend ten grand a month on a hosting a website, we're gonna make a product that's as easy to use as those guys at the bottom, but it's got enterprise security and usability and speed and access rights. And again, a lot of it was similar to what they did with the, the enterprise marketing one was it was just removing reasons why IT wouldn't let you buy it. Um, uh, I think it's a pretty genius move, really. Like, what is it? It's 900, is it $900 a month? So seven, 700 pound a month. It's a, for a medium or largest SME business, like £700 a month for one of your biggest assets isn't that bad. Um, I think it's a pretty genius move, to be fair, just to put something in between in between those two points. I think especially with the, even if you only 
use the free or the, the basic other hubs um, when you can tie it all together then it becomes a great great proposition for those size businesses like you say um, a real nail on the head for me of it fitting into that segment um, was like you say there's WordPress and the likes for small businesses and then you've got Adobe and so on that the, the big conglomerates can afford and it's all it's always been like there must be something other than that IT company or that web agency that's that's going to produce the same website in five minutes for all clients but I have to wait three weeks to update it um, but I've outgrown WordPress it's it's one of those like can't believe it's taken so long to happen you know what i mean that's not a dig at anyone at a hubspot or anything like that it's more just like that god yeah that that makes complete sense to fit into that gap and why tech why would you tech on wordpress like you're not going to win are you so i think it's a great position genius thing you see with this and you i'm on quite a lot of the forums the hubspot ones and you still get quite a lot of people coming on saying why should i use the cms wordpress is free and for anyone who's used WordPress to a reasonable level, it, there's no such thing as free. Like, you've got to pay for hosting. Fair enough if you want really slow hosting in somewhere else in the world, whatever, you can probably go for 50 quid a month. Um, but the minute your plugins start conflicting with each other and you have to hire a developer on 100 quid an hour to fix it, or your site gets hacked or it goes down and then... You can't call WordPress if your site's down. Your host couldn't care less. Like, it's not free then. And if you actually added up the money you spend on your WordPress build over the years, the cost difference is, is it's the same. And you've just caused yourself a load of headaches. When they launched Markton Pro and they, they used to use that Franken, what did you call it? Franken hub analogy where it's like, Everyone says HubSpot's expensive at £600 a month, but I'm, I'm paying for Hootsuite at £50. I'm paying for MailChimp at £200. I'm paying for Unbounce at £200. And by the time you get to it, look, the cost's the same, but none of these things talk to each other. And you've got a headache of remembering 12 logins and they, they know what they're doing with positioning. That's HubSpot's thing, isn't it? They, they see these big overarching challenges and and play to it it's just another one like you say when you say it you're like yeah why didn't we always have this <laughs> because it just that's the good thing with good marketing it's you, you always think why shouldn't why didn't someone do this sooner because it just makes complete sense well you mark you've been in obviously where yeah. the world clever move really. now, have you so um yeah, clever move. I mean, you think about Ricky to our old business where we had servicing around about 60 clients and we were hosting 60 WordPress websites and there were always something happening and we'd have calls on Christmas Day and weekends and sites getting hacked through plugin updates and it was just a never-ending cycle of pain. Uh, I'd never go back there now. Uh, the fact that we've got all our clients on the HubSpot, the CDN, the security, just that alone is unbelievable but what i really like about the new feature especially on the enterprises um the membership side of it something we really want to touch on where we can give uh, clients or paid clients access to certain 
pages of certain parts of the site. So it's, it's unlimited what you can do there. You can set up membership portals, online training. There's all sorts of stuff we're going to look into. So that's that's really interesting play and one of the great features. I'm looking forward to having a go with. Yeah, I mean, other features, Ricky. Um, I've just pulled the prices up here. Um, professionally, you're looking at just short £200 a month, and you're right, £750 a month for the enterprise. So it's a lot of money, but it's not if, you, if you're a larger company, enterprise. Uh, the £200 one's a mm. no-brainer for me, really. Like I said, you're going to spend that on a WordPress if you just averaged your real cost over a year. Um, and then the difference you're getting in speed and usability and security and all that's great. I think the the jump up to the enterprise one, there is a there is a decent jump in price, but it, it does open up a lot of doors for you. And like I say, it ticks a lot of those boxes that IT will want to tick in enterprise grade companies. Um, and again, you're into the feature list, it's, it's not, there's nothing like, wow, like it does this amazing thing. It just does a lot of things you want it to do easily, like uh, personalized content and content delivery and speed. And you, just, you don't even have to, th you don't, I don't even think about these things daily, but if you didn't have HubSpot, you would, you'd have to think about them and there'd be headaches to solve. Um, and that's the good bit of it is that just the simplicity of you don't have to be a web ex like a web hosting expert and all the pain that comes with that to make mid-market enterprise websites anymore like marketers can run and manage it to a large degree um and that's i guess that's the exciting opportunity Good stuff. I think we're out of time, guys. Can I just see your beer? Beer mug, Ricky, before we go. I've just seen, I've seen you drinking it earlier and it looked huge. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it empty? It's empty now. It is empty. Um, uh. We invented three pint glasses, had some foresight <laughs> for lockdowns. Um, I think they've, they've probably flown as a business. I used to, I didn't mind a little bottle of beer after work when I was in the office. Um, Obviously, lockdown does strange things to you. Now I'm on three pint, three pint glass. Um, but that's someone who's uh, profited probably from this quite well. And I know from looking at social media of a lot of my friends, family, colleagues, and stuff, there's a there's an alcohol trend <laughs> worryingly yeah. brewing. Um, I think that's probably not a novelty anyway. novelty Christmas present. Yeah. Selling loads of these. Why <laughs> <laughs> someone want those? Yeah, it's quite good to get a conference call when it actually takes up the size of the screen. Not that not that I drink in the day. These are the conference calls I have on an evening. No, you see, it's twelve o'clock. Ricky is the day, but we'll let you off. Do you mean the morning? You don't drink in the morning. <laughs> I never drink before five. <laughs> right, guys, I'll let you get back to your families, and uh, thanks for everyone for listening. Please uh, share and like, and uh, yeah, keep listening. Uh, give us some feedback and take care. Good to take see care. You guys. Bye. Bye.